Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal, develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com It's not the load that breaks you down, it's the way you carry it. Lena Horn. I get to the top and my snowshoe slips out, There's a lot. which never happens, and I just lost it. And like, I just shot it from the very depths of my like <laughs> soul, like just profanity. Like I, 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 not, I, don't, I don't like to cuss, I don't like to do, I don't like to swear, but I swore he really loud that day. Probably the most reserved person I've ever met in my life, like when it comes to that. Like you, you, you met this guy, you wouldn't even like imagine he had like a, he even knew a cuss word. <laughs> <laughs> so like I shouted super loud, like I'm, I'm sure it echoed for miles and miles away. And I didn't any, didn't think that anybody else would be on that mountain. And I finally summited that mountain. There was two other guys there. Two dudes standing up there, and like after I like, did. who the hell else would be out here today? Like, what are the odds? I'm Doc, and this is the John Freaking Muir Pod. Welcome to the John Freakin' Muir Pod. Lace up those boots and sling on the pack for a romp through trails, short and long. With your host and renaissance man, Doc, it's time to embrace the suck. Welcome back to another week on the trail, dirt bags and hiker trash. I'm Doc, and this is the John Freakin' Muir Pod. Let's start off with a reminder. If you are enjoying the podcast, take just a minute, help us out, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're not enjoying the pod, well, just go ahead and keep that to yourself. This week, we are going across the country to talk to a couple of buddies in the Northeast and some of the crazy challenges they have attempted. Welcome to the John Freaking Muir Pod, Jason Kanash and Mike Kacharski. How's it going, guys? Hey, what's up? Doing well? Hey, doing pretty good. Thank you. Okay. Hey, we, we usually go by trail names here on the podcast, that unique American tradition of assigning uh, funny names to folks out there on the trail because of either where they're from, something that happened on the trail, some kind of peculiarity they have about them. Have you guys, in all your travels out there, have you guys picked up trail names? Um, no. Um, honestly, 
well, my personal opinion on a trail name is that they're kind of reserved for through hikers to do long trails, you know, where, I mean, I know there are definitely people that, you know, day hike and hiking clubs and they give each other trail names, but I, I've never been <clears throat> gifted a trail name. <laughs> I, I, I'm not to say the same thing with me, but I've just always been on the, you know, on the trail with this guy and by myself. <laughs> and I, I just never kind of came across that moment, you know, but, you know, one day I think, I think, I mean, I, I will be like christened the name and still waiting for that day to come. Yeah. All right. Hey, Mike, Mike, take a look at Jason and let me know, you know, what, what is uh, unique about him? What could we come up with in terms of a trail name? And Jason, get ready. Cause I'm going to ask you the same thing about Mike. All right. Dang. Well, I know, I know when I, when we go hiking, he's uh, his pace is a little bit quicker than mine. So he's, he's definitely ahead a lot. And, and he's just also very knowledgeable. He, he, he knows a lot of history about like all the trails that we do. So I find like, I don't know. I think he's like a scout to me. He's like, he kind of like goes out and like, he kind of like finds the way and then even tells you like a bunch of like really cool things like behind the scenes about it too. So I think I, I'd say like scout. Right. Scout. Scott, that, that's solid right there. You're going to set the bar right there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Scout. What about Mike? Any, any, do you have any uh, unusual tendencies or traits that you you might scratch your head about uh well uh a trait that michael has is i would say his height so he definitely makes some scrambles look easy where some people might struggle through them where he could just take like a big step and be up and over something where you might see people you know trying to climb up something so i don't know maybe maybe legs maybe stretch <laughs> I don't I don't know. That. <laughs> stretch stretch how tall are you I'm like six foot three. Six three. Okay. Yeah. All right. And Scout, how tall are you? I'm like six one. So I'm not short, but you know, Mike, right. he's got me. He's got me. Right. But you guys both call me shorty. <laughs> <laughs> but together, you guys, I think you guys have a, a collective name, or you have at least referred to to each other uh, or your 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 pair there on in, on Instagram or social media as the Suffer Buddies yeah well i mean i've i've heard i've heard that term thrown around uh thrown around in the northeast a lot people uh you know there's there's people out there that that enjoy suffering um as i'm sure you know um but yeah that's definitely a term that, that i didn't invent myself but i've definitely i've definitely heard the term suffer buddies used a few times yeah it's yeah. kind of like not about what you think it's like <clears throat> like when we go out and it's not like me like yelling at Jason and be like, come on, man, you got this. Like, let's, let's get up there. It's just it's not boot camp. It's yeah. just like more like we're, we're keeping in check on each other. Yeah. And like, you know, like it's it, always good to have somebody there with you, too. Yeah. Especially when you're pushing the miles, too. Yeah. yeah you, you are not inflicting the suffering on each other. You guys no, are, no, we're just suffering, together. suffering together. That's yeah, right. We're, we're you know, <laughs> we're partaking in it together. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, we'll, we'll probably alternate tonight uh, between Jason and Mike and Suffer Buddies, and maybe we'll try on uh, Scout and Stretch for a little bit and see how that feels. <laughs> All right. All right. Hey, have you guys had a chance to listen to the podcast before? Uh, I have. I've listened to, I listened to one episode, the episode you did with, with Little Skittle, I think it was. Okay. Yeah. I, I, mean, I scrolled through and I remember I had followed her PCT through hike on Instagram. So I listened to that one. It was, 
Yeah, Rebecca one. Ann, Little Skittle, uh, PCT. I think she's on the CDT right now, actually. I've been oh, looking at her social awesome. media occasionally, and, and she seems to be on the CDT. But she is the thru-hiker on the PCT that, that broke her fall with her face on mm-hmm. a, uh, a log on a river crossing. So, Ouch. Yeah. I remember, I remember that story in the, in the pod, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely, I, I think I've heard probably like four episodes. And the latest ones was with Magnet. And then um, I think it was something about like uh, like breakout uh, on the go. I think his name was on the go, or he was talking a lot about the the CT Appalachian in Connecticut and Mass. How it's like mm-hmm. kind of like once once you get there, people are like, oh, like we're in Connecticut. Oh, we're in Mass. Like it shouldn't be too bad. They and, think of us as flatlanders over here, yeah. right? <laughs> it's like it's, it gets pretty gnarly. <laughs> we're hill people, man. We're hill people too. The Hill People, nice. That's that's another good good group name there. The Hill People. Yeah, yeah Magnet. Magnet. I saw on his his he posted today uh, a picture with stones arranged in the formation of one thousand. So he evidently hit one thousand miles today awesome. on the PCT. Nice. Awesome man. Uh, can you imagine that? Man. I mean, you got you guys are not long trail through hikers, but can you no. imagine walking a thousand miles? Oh, it'd be a dream. Yeah, I'd, <laughs> I can't wild. wait. One day. Yeah. Oh, do we have some some budding through hikers here? Is that is that oh, an aspiration? There, there is definitely aspirations. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe the triple crowner over here. <laughs> All right. Hey, I going. only asked if you had listened to the podcast because I want to make sure that you are aware of a segment towards the end of the episode called the Pro Tip Insight of the Week. That's where I'll ask you to share some trail wisdom with our listeners. Uh, to make their next outdoor experience even better. And I love it when I'm talking to a duo because we get two for the price of one. We'll get two, two pro tips uh, this week. No, I like that. No, definitely. No, for sure. Okay. You know, wisdom comes from experience and experience comes from mistakes. So if you guys have made a lot of mistakes, you should have a lot of wisdom to share with us today. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Plenty of that to go around. Okay. <laughs> definitely shape the man. Plenty of mistakes. <laughs> And we'd love to hear about those mistakes. So I'm I'm very interested. We'll stay tuned for that. The must bring gear review. Okay. Hey, another feature we've been doing this season is the must bring gear review sponsored by the ultralight backpacking gear company, six moon designs. And here's how it works. If you were to let a stranger pack your bag with pretty much generic gear for a multi-day hike, what is the one specific piece of gear you would insist on being packed? And if you've got a particular brand for that specific piece of gear, even better. So guys, what is your must-bring piece of gear? And each one of you is going to have a chance to share. So who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go ahead. Um, for me, uh, I think my favorite piece of gear is the, the Katahdin water filter, the B-Free water filter. Uh, I just find it to be really useful on trail. Um, it's quick and easy to pull out. You know, it's collapsible. Uh, you could even just, you know, put water in it and put it in a, in a vest. You don't have to, you know, squeeze it into a bottle or anything. And, and it's just made uh, filtering water pretty easy for me. I'm definitely on like when you're trying to fast pack things and be right. quick and everything. It's definitely a, a good piece of equipment to have with you. Right. So that's a filter on a, is it a squeeze bag? Yeah, it's uh, so you, you, uh, you buy them and they come generally, they have different sizes. I think that half liters are smallest and they go up to like three liters. I have the one liter one myself, but it's like a collapsible, uh, you know, little uh, bag, I guess, almost. Mm-hmm. It screws onto a filter and the filter's replaceable. You could buy those just to filter themselves. And um, 
yeah, it just packs up really tiny and it, and it filters so much faster than most of the other filters I've used to. You just squeeze right through it. So. Right. Great. Great. All right. How about you, Mike? Um, I think uh, it's it's been kind of like an add-on to my like my hiking career so far. But um, ever since I got my Solomon Advanced Skin, uh, it was like a, it's a twelve-liter uh, hiking vest. I've been using it in in interchangeably with like I have like my regular pack, and then I would pack like nothing in the back of my my Advanced Skin and use that just stuff like anything I'd really needed, like that needed like hands-on. So like my cell phone right here in this pocket and I have a bunch of snacks or like, you know, like whatever extra like that I need, like on the fly. And like, that's always been very helpful for me. So uh, yeah, that, I, I'd, I'd say like that, that that's been my number one gear mm-hmm. so far. That's yeah. kind he, of changed my life. He always wears that vest when I'm with him. So yeah, <laughs> it was, it was fanny packs. Like I love fanny packs. Oh, I'm, a, I'm a fanny pack person all the way. Yeah. All the way. Yeah, that, that's probably my number two. Me too. Man. Years still of fanny pack. Yeah, not, not, might, not be, might be a trail name in there somewhere. Just <laughs> that could be one too, right there. Yeah. Could be fanny. <laughs> yeah. You know, in the UK, that's a that's a that's a dirty term. So gotta be careful. <laughs> well, I apologize. Right, so, the, so a twelve liter, a twelve liter Solomon vest. Yeah. Uh, which you wear in addition to your pack and you're able to keep all the, the stuff that you need in the moment there. Right. I mean, even, even if I want to keep it super light, like the 12 liters worked out pretty good for me for the most mm-hmm. part, like it'll be like my shell and, and some like my shell pants and then some extra snacks and water. And I mean, it looks really weird. Like I, I like it's this like big poofy yeah. thing around my back and like it's almost like a large tumor or something on his back. There's like no stop points <laughs> at all, but like the, the thing like works out great for me. So it's like super ergonomic and like it's definitely like helped me like I don't know like by itself or with something else on top of me too. So right, you're gonna have to send you're gonna have to send us some pictures of that. I want to see that. <laughs> yeah, no problem. We, we got pictures. We got pictures. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Yeah. It's the hiking pole. Okay. Hey, that's a uh, half calf reminding us it's time for the hiking pole. This is probably the one surprise for you guys in this episode because you don't know what questions are coming. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. So, okay. So, the, so the hiking pole, it's a seven, it's a seven question survey. So it's P O L L not P O L E hiking pole, mm-hmm. seven question mm-hmm. survey. It's going to help me determine how crazy you guys are. <laughs> oh man so right, right. before we take the poll i mean how how would you score each other jason jason how would you score mike mike how would you score jason on a scale from one to a hundred with 100 being completely sane and one being completely crazy what, what, what would you score each other at this point all right so one is crazy and 100 one is crazy is, 100 is a normal sane individual mm-hmm. all right so i'd say mike is probably pushing Maybe he's probably in like the, the 15 to 20 range, I would say. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's getting there. He's pretty crazy. He's a pretty <laughs> crazy dude. I've seen him do some crazy stuff. We'll get in, we'll get into those stories too. He's definitely he's definitely scared some people. I've seen that happen. <laughs> he is he is just above just above the score where he's talking to himself in a corner in the dark. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so he, okay. he should be institutionalized. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've done that a few times. Is that bad? <laughs> All right, Mike, how about Jason? Jason, he's a, a I'm 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 really glad I met this dude because he's he's super gnarly. So um 
I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to make him seem like too crazy. Cause like, like I could be like the, the really, like I'm the crazy guy. And he's like, he's kind of like, he's crazy, but he's got some, you know, he's got some like insight to things. So it's like, he's not completely out of his mind. So <laughs> I'd probably give him like a, like a good 40. 40. Okay. You're both sub 50. That's, that's interesting. All right. <laughs> Yeah. And, and maybe this maybe this should be the, the I pushed crazy, it a little. maybe this should be the crazy scale. Maybe it should be the gnarly scale. I like that. He he's really gnarly. Yeah. Maybe this is this this poll will determine your gnarliness. <laughs> okay, so I have seven questions for you. These are the the big questions of our age, the big philosophical questions that people are diametrically opposed to, and we'll pick one side or the other and just basically die on that hill. So I'm really interested to to see how each of you is going to respond to these questions. Are you, are you guys ready? Oh, I'm ready. Have I built this up enough? Totally. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited. All right. So we're, we're I'm going to have each one of you answer these questions. We'll start off the first question. Jason, you'll answer first. And then Mike, you'll answer second. And then question number two, we'll do the reverse. Mike, you'll answer first. And we'll just go like that. Okay. Okay. All right. First question. Do you sleep with your socks on? In everyday life, we're talking about everyday life here. No, I, I don't. No, no. socks. No, no socks. No, no socks. socks. Like freedom. Let let, let the yeah. feet breathe. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. All right. So far, so good. <laughs> no, no major point deduction yet. All right. Cool. All right, Mike. Uh, start with you on this one. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Oh, man, that's tough because like. I know there's a lot of people that just like get really sick hearing that. And of recently, like I have family members, especially like my younger sisters, like they really get into that Hawaiian pizza stuff. So I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't get to pick, you know, what they order. So eventually when I come home and I'm really hungry, like, I'm like, it's not too bad to me. So yeah, let's, let's do it. Okay. Yeah. Mike yeah, is saying whatever. yes. Yes. To pineapple on pizza. Jason, what do you think of that? <laughs> my, don't throw me. Well, my my Italian grandmother is rolling in her grave right now, but yes, I oh, love yeah. pineapple on pizza. Oh, you guys are you guys are completely sane right now because you know th- this is this is a totally subjective hiking poll, totally subjective <laughs> uh, survey based on how I feel. So I mean, you guys are right. we are very simpatico at this point. So, yeah. oh, I'm so okay, <laughs> all right, Jason, do you roll your toilet paper over or under? Over. Over. Didn't even have to think about that one. <laughs> and, and why is that, do you think? Why is that know, the man. right answer? It's just natural. It just feels natural, I guess. I don't know. And so when it, <laughs> when it rolls under, when you're in somebody else's house, let's say, and you, you, go, you, you go use their bathroom and you're, you're sitting there and you notice that their, their toilet paper rolls under, do you fix that for them? I don't know. I'll, I, I'll probably never look at them the same way. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can let it slide. I'll let it slide. That's <laughs> Mike, what do you think? Man, I, cause I never thought about it. I guess I really have no preference as long as that toilet paper is nice and soft. I think I'd be happy. <laughs> so it doesn't matter if it's over or under it. It matters if it's, if it's one ply or like three ply. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can't be super picky, you know, just as long as I have something, it, it, it'd be, it'd just be just fine for me. 
<laughs> yeah, here I am talking to two guys who probably take a shovel with them out on their hikes. So I mean, we're talking <laughs> about, talking about toilet paper, and it's it's really okay. What is the what's the point? <laughs> Man, that, that actually kind of leads into like how I get in some trouble. <laughs> oh, see, let's put a pin in that. I want to hear about that. Hang on. All right. Question number four. I think this is Mike going first. How do you pronounce the acronym GIF, like an electronic picture, electronic file of a picture, GIF? <laughs> so th- this is funny because um, like um, my, my family's Polish. And we come from Poland, so that I've been hearing a lot of different uh, pronunciations of acronyms, and how like like especially in Poland, how people would say like like Wi-Fi, and I'm like you know going to bars like hey can I get that Wi-Fi password and like what like Vifi Vifi I'm like oh yeah yeah Vifi Vifi yeah. I I'd say GIF GIF that, that's how hard, I always say with yeah, a hard G GIF okay it is GIF I think we're just like I'm just so East Coast. Oh, all right <laughs> jason do you agree oh yeah it's gift for me it's gift all all day long okay not jiff no god no. jiff that's that's just that's just wrong it's pretty good peanut butter <laughs> like yeah. jiff peanut butter <laughs> i like that jiff yeah. that jiffy stuff you guys have your opinions you have you have solid opinions and you you stick by and there's not a lot of waffling on your part so that's good <laughs> all right uh jason cats or dogs? I'm a cat person. I mean, I love dogs, but I am definitely a cat person. All right. You know what? In in the history of the hiking pool, on the on this set of questions, you are the first person to say I'm a cat person. Wow. All right. Well, well congratulations. I mean, you are a trendsetter. <laughs> now, what before. is it? What is it about cats? I don't know. They're independent, probably. They, you know that they're they don't really like. I don't know. They don't, they don't, they're just indifferent about everything. <laughs> you know, they don't really care so much. You know, they come to you when they want attention where a dog, I mean, dogs are great. You know, they want to please you all the time. I've owned many dogs in my life. We've had family dogs and I've had a dog of my own, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I'm, cats have just always spoke to me, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Mike, what does that say about Jason's character or personality that he doesn't need the constant, uh, attention and reinforcement of a dog who worships him he's okay with an indifferent a cat who's indifferent and really doesn't pay much attention to him what does what does that say about jason probably nothing good <laughs> yeah, i don't know he's he's super introverted man like well i mean like we, 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 i guess we both are i won't argue i won't argue but yeah like you know it's just kind of like i don't know maybe maybe it could be like something like he's up to something no good like maybe eventually like one of these days he's going to do something really bad to me i don't know <laughs> scratch Somebody, his face real bad just scratch his face quite honest I'm, I'm a dog person <laughs> okay so so mike's answer is a dog <laughs> no, jason I, do you jason do you have a cat right now i do i do yeah do you have more than one or just one just one cat just he was time. actually here a minute ago sitting on my chair i thought he was going to partake in the podcast with us but okay was, well maybe, maybe he, he'll he ran away podcast. <laughs> now when you go out on a trip a multi-day trip i mean maybe maybe the appeal is that with a cat you could just leave out a certain amount of food and the cat's gonna yeah. do okay right yeah yeah totally yeah now, that's, that, mike, that's that independence that's that independence that's right that's right mike do you have a dog right now uh i do yeah i got two dogs two dogs yeah one one really um 
one kind of goes with me for the hikes and the other one, like she does pretty good on the, on the, on the shorter walks, but mm-hmm. you know, bigger hikes, I, I kind of take my other dog out. How do you explain to, to the one dog that you're leaving her behind and the other one's coming <laughs> with you on a hike? That, that seems like that would be a, a tough sell. <laughs> it, it, it definitely really is like, cause like they they both get excited. I, I kind of have to like sneak one of them out really. And, and it, it's, it really breaks my heart, but there's just no other way. So yeah. I guess I just kind of like, you know, sneak, sneak my dog out the, out the back door while, while the other one's not really paying attention. <laughs> Throw Jason, a bone. Jason, what does that, what does that tell us about Mike that he, he will sneak one dog out and leave the other one? <laughs> yeah, I don't, home, I don't know how I feel. Like that. You know, he's, he's saying, I'm going to do some shady stuff someday. This guy's sneaking <laughs> his dog out behind the other one's back, you know, like what's he going to do to me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think right. anymore, <laughs> hey, we have trust no. yeah oh no I, i've caused problems i apologize <laughs> hey jason what what's the name of your cat binks binks, binks. So he's named after he's named after zachary binks the cat from hocus pocus if you, if you recall that movie it's about all right so it's a northeast thing it's about salem massachusetts in halloween and these witches come back to life and there's a talking cat and I won't go too in depth, but <laughs> is this your adventure media recommendation? <laughs> it's a great movie. Not gonna <laughs> lie. And Mike, Mike, what are the names of your dogs, and what kind of dogs are they? Okay, um, I have a pit bull named Bella, and she's the one that kind of goes for the the, the the smaller walks. But then, uh, man, we just like we just broke something. I just because I gave I gave uh, Jason a trail name. And it's the same name as my dog Scout. Oh wow! All right, but I love him so much. Okay, so I don't. All right, so and I'll he's he, he's my trail dog. <laughs> I, I take him. I take him out with me when I when I can for for so, some really good hikes. So Mike, you've got two. You've got two Scouts in your life now. <laughs> I do. Is there room enough for two Scouts? <laughs> I don't know. Now, Mike, if you're if, if you're out on the trail and and something is happening and you yell, "Hey, Scout!" Which which one? How are they going to tell which which one you're talking to? Mm. i don't know but (laughs) i just really think i'll probably get a laugh at it because i I like doing that when i'm in a room with a a group of people with the same name i just (laughs) just shout shout that name out and i see all those heads turn around (laughs) fools (laughs) (laughs) all right uh question number six and i believe this is uh mike first do do you use the oxford comma and another yeah, way to another way to ask that is how many commas would you use in this sentence? The flat the American flag is red, white, and blue. Is that one comma or two commas? Mm. It's it's pretty interesting because I did I've definitely seen the comma after the and, mm-hmm. but then I've also seen now more recently more without it. So I've been seeing probably like a two without the and being comma. So I'd probably go with that because then and is like the continuation. It's like, okay. yes, maybe. So is that one or two? What is that? It's, it's two commas versus for the three words. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah so is it red, comma, white, and blue? Or is it red, comma, white, comma, and blue? Um, the second one, yeah. Second one? Yeah. Okay, that means you you use the Oxford comma. 
That's 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 solid. I don't mean to influence your answer, Jason, but what, what is your answer? No, I'm I'm total Oxford comma. I I would do two commas in that sentence. Okay, yeah. that's kind of old school. Mm-hmm. I think I think I, I think you're exactly right, Mike. That there's been a tendency in recent years uh, for that second <laughs> comma to disappear and just using the just using the and. Yeah, it's the, it's the deterioration. It's a symbol of the deterioration of our society. That you know, kids when, are lazy. When that, when that goes. You know, it's a slippery slope. We got to watch out. <laughs> what is going on in this world? That's right. I don't even want to know what's next. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jason. Last question: Is a hot dog a sandwich? No, no, no. It's a hot dog. It's its own entity. <laughs> it's its own category, huh? Yeah, it's totally in its own. Well, I mean, with other you know wrapped sausage type things, I guess. Right. I mean. <laughs> We're, we're kielbasa people, I guess. So, you know, that's how you guys roll in the Northeast. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. All right. We got some killer kielbasa up here. Come to New Britain, Connecticut. We'll show you what it's all about. Yeah, that's true. true. Broad street. You get anything like, yeah. A bunch of Polish uh, markets down there. So yeah. Finest kielbasa. Killer hot dogs. Well, and Mike's got that, that, that strong Polish background. So, I mean, he knows what Mm -hmm. he's talking about. Yeah. He's maybe got the hike out there too, which is like definitely great. So yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So Jason, you, you went first on this. Um, what, what is your definition of a sandwich? My definition of a sandwich? Mm-hmm. Um, what, quali- what qualifies? What makes a sandwich? All right. So sandwich is two pieces of bread with, with some cheese and some meat. But here, another thing. So let me, let me drop a little more Northeast flavor on you. Okay. We call our sandwiches, you might call it a, a sub or a hoagie. Right. I'm sure you've heard those terms. Have you heard the term? Have you heard the term grinder? Yes, I have. I have heard grinder. Yes. So yeah, we we use grinder a lot. That's that's what we call our sandwiches. It's not it's not just a social media app. No, it's not a social media app. It's not a power okay. tool. It okay. is two pieces of of normally an Italian loaf of bread cut in the middle with uh, all the all the fixings in there. Okay. And how is a hot dog substantially different than that? You have, you have, you know, bread on, well, bread on either side and some meat in the middle. I mean, I guess I would say a hot dog isn't split all the way through though. The bread, the bun is just sliced a little bit and, and the meat is placed nicely in that slice where, where a sandwich is clean through, man. It's all the way through. Got it. So the hinge, it's the bread hinge it's of, of the, hinge, the yes. bun that is the distinguishing feature. Yep, you nailed it right there. Okay. <laughs> Got it. Uh, Mike, I'm assuming you're of the same opinion. You, you kind of weighed hey. in there. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of think like, you know, <clears throat> there could be great debates on this topic. It, and and uh, I feel like uh, we go mm-hmm. into hours of detail. We could do an entire podcast on this. An entire episode on, on just this one question. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, just meat, meats and bread. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to say I'm, I'm, I'm with Jason <laughs> on that. But like the, like the hot dog, it's like the bun is, is, a, is like a wrap. And then and in a sandwich, it's, you got two different two different slices of yeah. that same element, mm-hmm. bringing everything together. So cradling. Mm-hmm. The, okay. The All right. Yeah. I, li- I like the explanation. You know, I, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I enjoy when, when folks don't just give one word answers and actually explain their opinions. You did a great job. That, so. I hope I so. Like we covered a lot of ground there. Yeah. All right. Hey, let me do some quick math here to add up your scores. I'm going to carry the two. Going to divide by the root of three and multiply by pi. And we're going to adjust for the altitude of the presidential traverse. And I come up with a couple of very interesting scores. I'm not sure how to interpret these. 
because Jason, I got you at an 82 and uh, Mike, I've got you at 74. And so that is substantially higher than you guys had scored each other. And so I'm not sure if that means that, because I think you guys are pretty sane that that means that I'm, I'm maybe a little crazy or or maybe you guys just aren't as crazy as you think you are. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't know. If based off of you, you, you're probably just you're loony, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's probably that's probably the case. That's no, I mean, if, you, if you're that crazy, I'd, I'd say you're somebody I'd like to probably meet in person. <laughs> okay, we we need to uh, meet to hoist a couple, have a uh, kielbasa, and go for a hike. <laughs> hey, opa, <laughs> opa, there we go. I didn't know you're Greek. <laughs> yeah, I like to throw a little bit of different flavors in. <laughs> All right. Hey, before we get too far down the trail, let's back up a little bit. We want to hear about your background, where you grew up, what kinds of sports and hobbies you played as kids, and how you got involved in the the uh, outdoor adventure cult. And we also want to hear about how you guys ended up meeting up and and, and becoming suffer buddies out there. So uh, who wants to go first and tell us about uh, where you grew up and and w- what you did as a kid? I'll go ahead. Um, yeah. So... Uh... I grew up in in Torrington, Connecticut, which is the Litchfield County in the northwest corner of Connecticut. Uh, it's kind of a smaller smaller city, surrounded by uh, rural rural areas. Uh, growing up, I, I played a little bit of sports. I did like midget football and uh, raced BMX bikes, and um, that was it. I got started getting into hiking a lot when I was probably in high school and after high school and we did a lot of hiking, me and my friends, like in Connecticut, there's actually a pretty, pretty expansive trail network in our small state. We have over 800 miles of uh, blue blaze trail system in Connecticut. So, I mean, it's, you know, there's nothing, no crazy big mountains, but there's definitely a lot of, a lot of walks in the woods out here. So we would do a lot of that stuff. And um, yeah, I mean, I've always, always tried to be outside as much as possible, really. <laughs> Nice. And did your parents take you out uh, and do some camping when you were a um, kid, or is that something you get you came you, you came upon yourself as a teenager? Yeah. Well, my my father actually took me and my brother camping for the first time. I think I was uh, I was probably like eight years old, maybe ten years old, and it was on the Appalachian Trail, which is very very close to where I live here in Connecticut. I'm like maybe a 15, 20 minute ride from Cornwall, Connecticut, where the where the AT is closest to me. But um, yeah, we we uh, we went up. It was like 1994, August, and we went out, we planned on doing like a two-day hike out to Sage's Ravine, which is on the uh, Connecticut, Massachusetts border on the AT. And my father chose to take us out there like in the middle of a drought when it was like 90 degrees and there was literally no water, like every water source was dried up. Like the, the brook through Sage's Ravine, which is never dry, was completely dry. So it wasn't, it wasn't a fun first camping trip. I don't think I went camping for maybe 10 to 15 years after that, other than like car camping, you know, or like a party and sleeping in a tent or something, but like legit camping. I think that was, that one kind of scarred me a little bit. (laughs) Okay. And with the AT so close to you, you you, you ever get the, uh, the urge to maybe hike that those 2,200 miles from Georgia to Maine? more more than i could even explain to you man like yeah. i i go uh i hike bear mountain in connecticut regularly usually like maybe one or two times a week and um this is the time of year where you just see through hikers all the time you know and it's yeah. just like i just have total trail envy <laughs> trail envy i love that that's great yeah that's great how about you mike where'd you grow up 
Um, actually, not too far from from Jason, but I, I grew up in a town called Farmington, probably about like 20 minutes away, 25 minutes away, uh, more like inland, central Connecticut, going towards that area. So, um, yeah, I actually probably started when I was like about 11 years old, or even earlier than that, but my, my, my pops brought me and my brother up for the first time up Mount Washington on a camping trip, and uh, it was a gnarly day. And it was a, it was a, it was a really hot day and it was definitely a memorable day. And just because I was just so young and putting on those uh, elevation gains and, and, and it was, I think it was probably definitely over 10 miles, but we camped on the, on the, the mountain under below tree line. And I think that's what definitely kind of like triggered my, my, I don't know, my enjoyment for the outdoors. And then all the little in between camping trips in New York and, 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 and Maine, like with the family. So that was, I don't know. I was always kind of around it. And um, yeah, I, I, I always try to keep myself like in good shape. So it was kind of like never found like a interest in the gym. Well, like I love the gym with lifting weights is great. And I think there's definitely like a benefit to it, but like I, I, I wanted to find a different way to kind of push myself and, and definitely when I started picking up the miles, like along the years, like, yeah, like, I, you know, I actually, I started training jujitsu about 10 years ago. And then this guy I met uh, named Michael Cole, uh, he was like another big, like, like, like hiker. He definitely done some really big peaks back in his day. He's, mm-hmm. he's a little bit older. There's a lot of winter ice climbing out on the West coast and everything too. He's got like a, a trail named after him in Japan. Like, cause he was like in the Marines and there's some crazy story behind that. I don't know, but yeah. there's a lot to it, but yeah, that was actually when we went out and, uh, I met up with him one time for a hike to do the presidential traverse. And that's how I met Jason. Responsible for introducing us. (laughs) Okay. He started all this. So (laughs) he started all of it. And yet I'm talking to the two of you and he's, he's off uh, doing his own thing out there. Yeah. He's probably, he's old. He's probably in bed right now. He's retired. (laughs) He's, he's, he's like, kind of like, I don't know. If you listen to this, I'm sorry, Michael, you're not that old. (laughs) No, he's, he's he's still a savage and he he still hits peaks. Yeah. He tries to get out. Okay. Yeah, and and the two of you just clicked right off that you said you know what yeah, each man. of you said this this guy's pretty cool i want to yeah. i want to hike with this guy so it kind of like um basically we did i don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here but we did this presidential traverse and um we were with a big group of people i think we had like eight or nine people with us because it was uh it was like a bucket list thing for our friend michael it was his 60th birthday and he wanted that was something he wanted to do you know he wanted to do a presidential traverse so he got a bunch of people together and we all did it. And um, when we got to the end, so the traditional presidential traverse is what is it, eight peaks? And yeah. There's, yeah. Well, we added Jackson, which is another peak that's not actually in the presidential traverse. It's not named after Andrew Jackson, the president. It's named after some some surveyor or something like that. I'm not sure who. But uh, so when we got to Pierce, the last mountain on the traditional presidential traverse, it was me and Michael that suggested, well, why don't we why don't we go to Jackson, too? And <laughs> It was just me, him, and my friend Matt that went there, and like the other six people we were with were like, "No, nah, we'll just meet you at the car." But <laughs> yeah, so that kind of you know we kind of clicked right there. We we're like, "All right, this guy's this guy's into it." You know, he's about that life. I'm not done yet. <laughs> I want to keep going. <laughs> yeah, nice, similar, similar minded people. Very mm-hmm. good. All right, hey, wh- what are you guys doing to pay the bills and and fund your adventures? Uh, what are you guys uh, doing for for a living? Um, so me, I'm kind of uh, I'm. 
transitioning careers right now, I like to say. So I, uh, I worked, I worked 14 years for UPS out of Watertown, Connecticut. And, um, I left there about four years ago. I started going back to school full time and I work, uh, I work at a, a warehouse job near where I live right now to make ends meet while I'm in school and fund all this crazy stuff I like to do. Okay. And what are you going to school for? Uh, I'm doing, I'm taking a program in sustainable business management out of a uh, unity college in Maine. Okay. It's great. On, online program. Yeah. Nice. How about you, Mike? Um, I do a, a hard, I work for a contractor, uh, star contracting and work for, um, and we do um, hardscape, hardscape construction. And there's like patios, walkways, tanning walls. So I'm around rocks all the time. <laughs> All Big right. fan of rocks. So between hiking and and doing hardscape, I mean, you probably don't have to go to the gym too much. I mean, you're, you're doing a lot of work already. <laughs> yeah, I man, my my workout is like what I do all day. <laughs> my life, my my life is my workout. It's my life. <laughs> <laughs> now, what is the craziest uh, hardscape project that you have done for a client? What is just the most out there? Man, I mean, recently we've been stepping up our game and um, my boss has definitely been like, like having a great time with the design because we've been having like customers that, that could fund these really nice big projects. And I think right now it's just like pretty close to the, the town I'm living, right in the town I'm living in. We're doing like this, we, well, it's just finishing up, but we have this pergola with this really nice big pool. Um and then like some water slide and I don't know. We just, it's just like, we started off doing patios and now we're, we just like branched off and now we're like, we're doing everything. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just like, we're now we're installing the TVs, installing TVs and speakers. And um, I don't know. It's just, it's, the work's getting more intricate and uh -huh. it's getting cooler. I, I definitely like it. It keeps, it <clears throat> makes things fun. You know, nice. you guys nice. hiring. That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I definitely could use some help, man. Seriously, I'm I'm tired. That sounds, that sounds way cooler. My job, <laughs> way cooler. All right, hey, we're gonna take a quick break, and we come back. We're gonna get into some of your adventures and the different challenges that you guys have been uh, partaking in in the Northeast. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. From the backcountry to the backyard, we believe everyone deserves the highest level of protection. Since 1984, Sawyer Products offers the best, most technologically advanced solutions for protection against sun, bugs, and water, using time-released liposome technology, topical insect repellents, and new standards in water filtration. And with every Sawyer product you buy, you are helping to provide clean water through 140 charities in 80 countries with their long-lasting water filters. Every Sawyer product you buy is an investment in our common humanity. Choose Sawyer and keep the adventure going, knowing that their products have been tested and chosen by those who count on serious protection on the trail all day long. Six Moon Designs has been innovating ultralight backpacking gear for the past 20 years. With a wide range of products ranging from ultralight shelters to backpacks and accessories like their extensive line of trekking umbrellas, Six Moon Designs is sure to have a great piece of gear for your needs. With the company philosophy being that gear should aid one's experience, not define it, Six Moon Designs thinks the more time people spend outside the natural world, the better off this world will be. And remember, 
go wild, live young. Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, I feel like my creativity has raised to another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. And welcome back. We are talking to Jason and Mike, our suffer buddies up in the Northeast. And, you know, one of the things I was really impressed with, guys, is when we started putting this episode together, you sent me a list. And there's a particular segment on that list about the different challenges. I don't know that, are you, I'm not sure if you guys are involved in every one of these challenges, but you kind of listed off some of the challenges available in the Northeast. And mm-hmm. I was just astounded by how many there were. I mean, just looking at the yeah. list here, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, six plus challenges. So can you shed some light on things like the uh, Catskill 3500, the Adirondack 46, et cetera, et cetera? What, what can you tell us about this? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, the, the peak bagging culture in the Northeast really runs deep. It is, uh, it's old too. Like, uh, it's, it literally started in the Adirondacks and over a hundred years ago in 1918, these, uh, these three guys put together this list of 46 peaks that they, they thought at the time were over 4,000 feet, which is 4,000 feet is a big mountain in the Northeast. I know it's, it's like where you park your car where, you know, when you're hiking in California or whatever, but it's a big mountain out here. So, um, yeah, it's, it's deep out here, man. These guys, they started this list in, uh, 1918. They put together a list of four, uh, 46 peaks over 4,000 feet. It took them seven or eight years to complete it because at the time, only, I think it's maybe 13 or 14 of the mountains had trails to the summit. So they were like straight up bushwhacks through some like really gnarly stuff. And, um, yeah, so from that it, uh, it's expanded into, uh, I think the next list that was formed was the, the New Hampshire 48, which was formed by the Appalachian mountain club. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it was taken over by the Appalachian mountain club. I believe, uh, there's a librarian at Dartmouth college started it because, um, he was, he was a big avid climber. The guy's name escapes me, but um, <clears throat> he would try and uh, deter people from going. So back in the day in like the 19th century, early 20th century, all these, these Northeast colleges, like a rite of passage for these college kids was to, you know, go, go do the mountains as they would call it or whatever up in, up in New Hampshire. But it would basically just be the presidential range and the Franconia Ridge. And, you know, they were just getting, you know, demolished, just people doing them, doing them, doing them. So this guy came up with the idea of, you know, why don't we hike all these other mountains too? So he put together a list of 48, or I believe it was 46 mountains at the time, over 4,000 feet. And uh, that that was uh, taken over by the AMC in like the late 50s, I want to say, the Appalachian Mountain Club. And then they they recognized 
67 or 65 at the time, 4,000 foot mountains in the Northeast. I say at the time because they added two more mountains after they had better like geological surveys to determine what was actually over 4,000 feet. So it was two less in uh, in New Hampshire at the time. But yeah, the, the New Hampshire 48, which t- then grew into the New England 67 mountains over 4,000, combined the, t- the two lists together with... So there's also, so there's, I yeah, know this is really complicated, right? There's yeah, 46. Hang on, hang, on, hang on one second before you explain <laughs> yeah. this. Mike, I, you, you, you mentioned before when you were talking about, uh, about Jason, about, uh, you know, his, his wisdom or, or I don't know how you put it, but you know, he, he's got a lot of, he got, he's got a lot up here and he is, he's demonstrating that right now. I mean, I think his trail name should be like professor or something I mean, he's <laughs> he's just dropping knowledge right now he, he's he's rattling this stuff off i i i it doesn't look like he's, he's referring to any kind of source material this is just stuff that he's got packed man. up in his head i know man yeah no it's, it's true that's that's it's this, been this is what i think about all the time it's kind of, <laughs> i don't know if it's healthy i don't know <laughs> definitely been a perk for me for sure like on trail like i'm like oh man i'm learning yeah. so much now all right so professor i cut you off you you were saying that uh when you combine the two, the all right. So yeah, and the forty-eight. It comes into something else. So yeah. So in the Northeast entirely, in the state of New York, Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine, there's 115 mountains that rise over 4,000 feet. So that that is the. Now here's another little little quirk for you. There's 115 mountains, but the club is called the Northeast 111, and that's because more peaks were added as geological surveys determined, you know, they were higher. So it's not, it's actually 115 peaks, but it's called the Northeast 111. So that's not, it's not that the mountains continue to, to grow. It's just <laughs> no. our, 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 our way of measuring them got more accurate. True. But let, I'll throw another curveball at you too. Okay, so there's right. actually four mountains in the Adirondacks that are less than 4,000 feet, which are on the list, but they stay on the list. I think they say for historical purposes, but um, they're, they're that, legacy, mount, legacy mountains, legacy mountains. Exactly. And that's just because the, the original list or the original, you know, 19th century survey that they used had them, you know, surveyed wrong. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's really, it's a lot. It really is a lot. <laughs> now what's with the Catskill 3,500? All right. So that's a, uh, that's more of a newer one. I think that one started in like the late sixties or seventies. That one was formed. That's um, there's 35 mountains that rise above 3,500 feet in the Catskills. And two of those are 4,000 footers, which are on that Northeast 111 list as well. Okay. So there's, you know, there's a little more, there's the Adirondacks, all the New England ones, and then the Catskill ones that are on that 111. Okay. So the Catskill 3,500, the 3,500 refers to the altitude, doesn't refer to the number of peaks. Number of peaks. No, no, no. That would seem like it would take a long time. You were like, wait a minute. (laughs) That could be a life's work right there. No, but the Catskills are cool in themselves. I mean, they don't have a lot of the dramatic views, they don't have the Alpine zone that, you know, the other areas in the, in the Northeast, the 4,000 footers have, but um, it's just a different feel out there. It's different kind of forest. The, I mean, the, the topography is completely different. The geology of the area is different. Like um, the Catskills are part of like, what's it? The Marisalis shale, which is like where they, where you probably hear about all the fracking in Pennsylvania and, and in New York, that's that area. It's basically like an old seabed and the Catskills are just like, 
an eroded seabed. It's like a big plateau that eroded it and not so much mountains that pushed up, you know? Yeah. I like to think of it as like, like if you took the Grand Canyon and like flipped it over, it's like that type of thing. You know what I mean? It's just erosion. <laughs> hey, Mike, would you join me in enrolling in this college course that the professor <laughs> is teaching right now? I would, I would join this course in a minute. Absolutely. <laughs> that, this is why I'm on trail with this guy. Like, like, <laughs> it's always something like really, really like insightful. So. <laughs> I learn something new every day. Oh man, maybe I should have been a teacher. Yeah, yeah. sounds like it. Now, professor, you you mentioned you mentioned uh, with a little uh, disparagement in your voice about you know you people out in, in California, you may not think that four thousand is is high, and it's true. We we've got we've got a lot of a, a lot of height out here in in California in terms of you know the high Sierras and. 10,000, 11,000, 12,000. Mount, Mount Whitney is 14,505. Yeah. But uh, the 4,000s in the Northeast, they are no joke. No, um, from, I, I, have, I haven't experienced them, but I've talked to a number of people who have been involved in these, these various challenges and uh, I've talked to people who have done the AT and there's a lot of up and down. And it's, it's, I don't think there's a lot of switchbacks involved. I think it's nope, like it straight up and straight it down, is. which is very very difficult. Unforgiving is a good, a good way to characterize it. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now, where are you guys in terms of these challenges? Are these, have you undertaken these? Are you in the middle of them? Have you completed any of them? I personally, I've completed everyone that, that we've spoken. Everyone, everyone I've listed for you, I completed. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, there's, there's not many. I mean, the, so the, the Adirondacks and the New Hampshire ones, the 46 and the 48, those are the ones that people really go after up here. You know, there may be close to 15,000 people that have completed each of those lists. Mm-hmm. But um, like, I think the 111 or the 115 is just over a thousand people have completed that since like 1967. So it's kind of a small group of us. Small group of people. That's fantastic. Yeah. Now what, with the, let's say the Northeast 111, how long did that take you? It took me, it took me about two and a half, almost three years. Um, it could have been a little quicker just because I, I finished in, in 2020 when the whole COVID lockdown happened and the, the Appalachian mountain club stopped recognizing hikes during the COVID lockdown. So they wouldn't, if you went up and, you know, they, they didn't want people traveling, you know what I mean? So if right. you went out of state, you know, they didn't, they, they weren't in, they weren't cool with that. So so basically it pushed it back a little bit for me, but whatever, you know, I still, uh-huh. still did a lot of hiking. <laughs> right. And Mike, how about you? Have you, have you completed any of these or? Um, so I, I've done the, the, the 48 um, I'm working on New York right now. I think I have, I think 22 in New York right now. Um, we did um, I think I have actually, no, I have eight in, in Maine right now. So I'm, I'm, I'm pushing, but I also have a lot. I, I did six of the eight of the Northeast, uh, ultra eight. So, and I have done them all with Jason too. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, yeah, I, I have that in my future. So I, I have plans of like trying to, trying to match Jason, which is going to be <laughs> really, really hard and a really long process, but I just, I just, I just love it out here and I love the challenges and it's been you know, good experience. But it gives you, it gives you something to do, right? You got this, got yeah. this goal now. You just keep chipping away at it. Yeah. Know, there's, always, there's always more to do. That's fantastic. Yeah. There's always something on the plate. So I'm That's happy. Right. Now, Jason, what is your of all of the of all the the peaks that you climbed? What is your proudest accomplishment? Can you single out one of them? 
Proudest accomplishment? Um, I mean, that's it's probably tough. I mean, I could, uh, I don't know. I, uh, of all the mountains, maybe, how about I give you my favorite mountain of all okay. of them? That's good. That, that might be a little easier for me. So okay. that one would be Gothic's Peak. It's in the Adirondacks. It's, uh, it's actually part of the Great Range, which is the Great Range is one of the hikes that's on the Northeast Ultra 8 list, which is another one of those crazy, you know, hiking lists we have up here. But <laughs> yeah, the Gothic's Peak is probably my favorite place in the whole Northeast. I've hiked it most of any of the 4,000 footers. I think I've hiked it like 11 times or something like that. So, which is nothing. I'm sure there's people out there that have hiked it like 50 times, but you know, I'm, what, I'll what makes, it, what makes it so great? Uh, I think it's just the position of it, like in the, so the Adirondack High Peaks Wilderness is, it's the second largest wilderness area on, on east of the Mississippi. I think the Okefenokee Swamp or something like that in Georgia is, is the biggest wilderness area in east of the Mississippi, but the second is the High Peaks Wilderness. And when you're on Gothics, you're like in the middle of it and like, you basically, you can't see civilization, like you can't even see a town anywhere. Like, it's just, it's a great feeling just being up there. Yeah. yeah. And it My has, guy. so it's, I'm sorry, it's, uh, it's called Gothics. It was named Gothics by uh, uh, this guy, o- Old Mountain Phelps. He was an old, uh, he was an old guide in that around us. I think his first name was actually like Orson Phelps or something weird like that. But his nickname was Old Mountain Phelps. But he named it, uh, he named it Gothics because it, it's a very pointy and steep slides on each side. So when you look at it from like, uh, say you're looking at it west to east, it looks like an old like Gothic church in like, you know, medieval times or something. And it's, def- it's definitely my church. I'll put it that way. <laughs> Mike, what, what were the odds before this episode started that professor would work in Old Mountain Phelps and Oki Fanoki into the <laughs> what, do you, what do you think? Is that like, a, is that guaranteed that he was going to do that? Or is it, is this, is this a <laughs> I really, I'm not surprised at all. Because like, I'm just shooting from the hip over here, man. He drops knowledge, and I'm like, <laughs> like I said, like I'm, I'm learning a lot about like the the, the spots that we hike and 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 history. I, I love that. Like every single day, like I just want to keep learning something and something new, something beneficial. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this guy, this guy, <laughs> yeah, this, this is guy knowledge. This is a real benefit for our listeners out there because after they have finished awesome. this episode, it comes with a free five college credits with it so. <laughs> damn i only need like 11 more to graduate so i need to throw a couple <laughs> my way too <laughs> that's great hey stretch uh, do you have a favorite peak out there that you've done so far um yeah i, I, I you know I, I i love the whites and that's what i've been exposed to the most but I, i've also like peppered a little bit in, actually in california too and in, in, in new mexico but the one that stings, stands out the most was the one that actually kind of got me into like like mountaineering and 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 putting on crampons and, and using your ice axe getting to the top. And I, I did a trip to Poland in 2017, and I went to the Tatra mountain range, and I did a, a couple of big hikes out there. And um, I did this peak called uh, Mount Rysy, which is like right basically at the the very bottom of Poland in the southern part, and it, it um it um it, it's right at the border and, and, and it's, it was just like a, it was, it was over 8,000 feet. I think it was like 8,300, but it was like that first feeling when I was like, I really felt like 
I was, I was like holding my GoPro and you could see in like the footage that like my hand was shaking because I was just like, holy crap, like I'm, adrenaline. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm way time. up here. Like, I don't want to slide down that way. That, that'd be bad. Like, uh, <laughs> but like, it was, it was just like an amazing experience. And then when I came back, like, that's kind of like also kind of started snowballing into like where I am today. So definitely Mount, Mount Riss in the touch touch of mountain range. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Now, I know we talked a little bit about uh, the presidential traverse and adding on Mount Jackson, and it wasn't Andrew Jackson, so it doesn't qualify as a president. It's probably like Tony Jackson or Bobby Jackson or yeah, whatever. Some, some surveyor out there, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, but there might be a little more to the story with with uh, with that one, isn't there? Yeah. So that was a that was an interesting day. I mean, um, you know, we we went out like I said earlier with a big group. And, um, you know, the day was uneventful for most of the day. You know, we, we, when you get to Mount Washington, there's, uh, there's like a huge, you know, there's like a restaurant on the top of Mount Washington. It's a whole freaking ordeal up there. You know, it's like an amusement park. You got so French fries. They got yeah, French everybody fries stopped. And we, I, I think we took like an hour break up there, which was, it's tough for me. Like, I really don't like sitting yeah, for that long. Yeah. So I was literally the one that had to go corral everybody because they're all over the place. You know, there's two people inside eating pizza. There's somebody, you know, in the bathroom and this person's outside waiting in line to get a picture with the summit signs. So eventually <laughs> I guess I'm all before, before, before you go any further. Mm-hmm. We have we have a couple of mountains out here that also have uh, roads that go basically to the top. Yeah. And so are you like me and and you you climb up there and I, I'm a little bit bitter when I see people I, just walking around up there who who got out of their cars, yeah. you know, 50 yards away and walked over over to where I am now. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, they shouldn't be able to experience what I'm experiencing without having to put in the work. Yeah, honestly, I hate it. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like I. Mount Washington is such a beautiful place. And I feel like it's just ruined with like that road up there. And I mean, the cog, the cog railway, which is like, it's the oldest cog railway on earth, you know, that's, that's super cool and everything, but they're like, I don't know if you've, uh, if you've heard anything about this, but they're proposing building like a, a hotel on the top of the mountain because they own property up there. Now that's even something that's even weirder is that part of the land is private property. Part of it's a state park, part of it's a national forest. It's like so chopped up up there, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I'm kind of like, I love Mount Washington. I love the view, but I'm just like, Oh, the only time I really like hiking it is in the winter when there's nobody up there. Like, <laughs> I mean, there's exceptions. I mean, there's, there's I mean, there's people that, that they can't do it. And yeah. I'm like, that's, that's great. I mean, they get that, that experience and then have that beautiful view. Mm-hmm. But then like, there's people that are just like, you know, like, I just want to go up here because I'm going to, show people I was on this really high point in, in, in Northeast and I'm just going to smell like, you know, so good with that shampoo and, 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 and whatever, like standing there smoking a cigarette, wait, smoking a cigarette. Way to go, go, Mike. Now I feel bad about what I said. You know, I always, I wasn't thinking about aunt Barbara in the wheelchair who who (laughs) gets to experience that. Uh, I, I like, I like that perspective. That's good. But I, I, now that you, now that I brought it to late, I mean, you, you don't, you would agree. So mm-hmm. you, you're honestly, you're a good man too. So. Yeah. All right. Good. <laughs> you're not All as right. crazy as the survey would suggest. That's right. <laughs> now, Jason, I interrupted you. Go ahead. Continue with your story. All right. So yeah, we stopped on Mount Washington. We took a long break, probably there for an hour. And then um, we continued on, you know, we went down to the Lake of the Clouds hut, you know, you're, uh, you're on the AT most of the way over the, over the presidential traverse. And you get, you go by a couple huts. We took some pictures at the hut. 
we had a good time, you know, we carried on all the way down and we get to Pierce. And like I said earlier, a few of us decided that we wanted to continue on to Jackson and add another peak. And um, the remainder of our crew, they went down the, the, the Crawford path, the, uh, the Appalachian trail back to the car. And um, we continued to Jackson. Then, you know, the sun's going down. I think we saw the sunset from Jackson. It was nice. It was a nice yeah, sunset. Really nice. And we're pushing down maybe in the last four miles and, Mike, my buddy here has to, uh, you know, he has to, to call na- nature calls. He has to go in the woods. He has to, you know, he's got to take care of his business. So he's like, all right, guys, like I'm going to go off here. I'm going to go do my business. You guys just carry on a little bit and, and I'll meet you. And then, you know, we, we just, I'll just continue. and then I don't know, like, uh, some people came down. And- oh, yeah. So yeah, like, I, 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 I went and decided that it, at this point of the, the hike, that it was like, it was in cruise control. Like there's nothing to go wrong. Like, you know, like I'm just going straight down to the parking lot. Like it's almost over. It's almost over. So I was like, okay, finally, I just go, go to the bathroom, go use the restroom. I go walk off trail and I go to the, go use the restroom in the, in the woods. And then I step just out. Just be clear. Just be clear. There's no, there's no actual restroom in the woods, no, right? No, it's a cat hole. You, you, yeah. You kind of, you kind of make, make your own. So, so like that was great like i was like finally like all right now let's just get home and let's get to the parking lot and like you know let's talk about this great time whatever and i'm making my way down and i, I reach a fork and i see you know two directions i have to go and i'm at this point i'm not too familiar like jason was my guide jason was jason was gonna be the man that was gonna help me get back but like i, I kind of figured that i was just gonna be able to just reach him by the time i get to that but I decided to go to the right and I thought, you know, all right, this is kind of the way I, I feel like that's, that's, it's like going towards the parking lot. And, you know, I start going down and I, after some time, I started not feeling so confident about it. I'm like, Oh no. Like, I think I took the wrong way. I turn around and I start backtracking, but then somehow I came off trail and I'm like, I'm like, now I'm in the thicket of the woods. And I'm like, where the, what, what did I do? What did I do? I, I have no food. I have no water left. Like I just had my headlamp with like whatever. And, what, and you were like at the point of delirium at this point yeah. too. Cause it was like, it was July. It was wicked hot. Like, yeah, it was really hot. So day. hot. We didn't even like, I, I got probably the worst sunburn of my life on that hike. You know, it, it was a total learning experience. I'm like, Oh, I, I should bring, I should bring sunblock when I'm, you know, in the Alpine zone for 14 miles. Like, like yeah. sorry to cut you off. No, 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 it's cool. So, it's, and, and, and I, I, I don't know what time frame it was. It could have been five minutes. It could have been like a half an hour. Who knows? But I was, I started to get to the point where I was like getting a little worried and started panicking a little bit, just a little bit. But then, um, so I'm like wandering the woods, not on trail. I'm trying to figure out where the, where I am. In the pitch black. In pitch black. Well, I had my, my headlamp, which was <laughs> not that great either. But I, I, I so I, I see these two headlamps out in the distance. And I'm like, oh, thank goodness. And I shout out. I'm like, I'm like, hey, guys, I'm lost. Like, I'm like, is this the way back to the parking lot? Like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm, I'm shouting these things out, like letting them, like, ch- I'm trying to communicate to these people, like out in the distance, the, the little specks, a little light, but I know they're out there and, and no response. And obviously I start going towards the direction of the lights and I'm like, okay, thank you. This is Lisa gives me something to, something to, to follow, to follow. <laughs> and then I'm like, he keeps shouting and this is a little bit further away. And I'm like, I'm like, Hey guys, please. I'm lost. Like, can you help me? Like, I'm, I'm trying to get back on trail. Like, is this the way back to the parking lot? And then like, I started getting more worried. Cause like the lamps, they're not stopping. 
And I'm like, I'm like, okay. So now at this point, I'm like, I'm, I'm running towards the lamps, you know, and I see the lamps, the little, little, little dots, they start going up and down and they're going further and further away from me. I'm like, I'm like, what's going on? Like, I'm just, I'm trying to survive here. Like, like, please help me get back to, to my car or something. And, and, and then I'm like, keep shouting. I'm like, Jason, I'm like, I'm lost. And like these, these, these headlamps are gone, but I finally found the trail and I'm back on trail. <laughs> so while this is all happening, so Mike, Mike reaches back on the trail and then me and my, my friend Matt are walking down and we're like, all right, where's Mike? Like we're, we, should, we should stop and wait. You know what I mean? So we stop for a minute and then I look back up and I see a headlamp coming down. I'm like, ah, oh, that's probably Mike right there. So we wait a minute and then I see another headlamp and I'm like, oh, then there's two headlamps and they're coming at me like really fast. And like you said, like they're bouncing, like these people are running at me. And I'm like, what the hell are these people running for? And they get close and they, this woman just starts yelling, run, run. He's got a gun. He's got a gun. And I'm like, what? So I just start running with them instinctively because somebody tells you run, this person has a gun. You know what I mean? I'm like, what the hell's going on? So I'm booking down the trail with these people who are like terrified out of their minds. And then, because I'm basically at that point of delirium where I'm not like <laughs> thinking clearly, like at all. I'm just like, this person said, run, I'm running. So, so then like, I come to a little bit, I'm like, where the hell's Mike? Like, <laughs> is he okay? Did, did he encounter this person with a gun? Like what's going on? So I, I stop and I, I turn back to my friend, Matt, and I'm like, yo, where's Mike? We need to wait. And I start yelling back, Mike, Mike. And then, uh, yeah, I, I probably heard you. Here. And then I'm like, I'm like, Jason, <laughs> man. <laughs> So I'm so glad to see you. <laughs> so the girl's the girl's boyfriend though, she keeps he keeps running and he's like, You know this guy, you know this guy. And I'm like, I don't I don't know, man. I'm like, my friend Mike went to the bathroom back there. I don't know where he is. <laughs> so we stop and we wait, and then here comes Mike, and these two, they're gone. They're terrified. They're you know, they're gone back to their car. We wait for Mike. He explains this to us, and we're like, What the hell, man? So we get back down to the road. And we're just laughing about this. And we get back down to the road and there's, there's two New Hampshire state police officers at the trailhead. And we're like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Apparently they called the cops telling them that somebody was chasing them with a gun through the woods. The, the cop asked us if, if, if we yeah. called and yeah. we're like, yeah, no, no, I think we might know what this is about. Yeah. We explained this same story to the, to the police officer the same way we're explaining it to you. And the guy just looked at us like, really? <laughs> like, yeah, man, I don't know. So what yeah. did they what did what did they misinterpret? What did they hear that they thought was gun? I, I, and I don't know. I don't know. And the thing <laughs> is, is we had we had seen these people throughout the day. Like as I was running down the trail, like I realized like I had, you know, I had seen their faces earlier in the day because they they must have done the traverse also. And mm-hmm. you know, you kind of like leapfrog people when you're doing like big things like that. And so I'm sure they were delirious the same way we were too, you know, after the big long hike like that. But yeah, that was intense. Like my, I was, I just remember running scared for my life. And then like having a logical thought, like maybe that's Mike they're running from. And it turns out it was, it was Mike. <laughs> he didn't have a gun. He did not have a gun. He did not have a gun. I didn't have a gun. I promise. See, see now, you know, we've got, you know, Jason is a professor. I'm thinking now that Mike's, Mike's trail name should be Gunner. <laughs> Could be Gunner. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a great story. Holy one. cannoli! I like that. Yeah. One of one of the, one of the great things about trail names is you have you know, you'll t- you'll tell people your trail name and they'll say, "Well, how'd you get that name?" And mm. what a great story to tell about mm-hmm. you know how you All came right. by that. Uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, stretches <laughs> out, 
stretches out. It's Gunner. We're doing Gunner. <laughs> I think I'm Gunner. cool. Gunner. <laughs> Gunner. All Gunner. right. Is that, is that is that his other dog's name though? I don't know. Is it like... <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's that, that just means that that's much respect to you. Man. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, let's talk about some of your other adventures uh, here. I've got something here called the Extended Pemi Loop. What is that about? All right, so um, the Pemi Loop is another like traditional big route in in the White Mountains. It's um, so a traditional Pemi Loop is about I think it's about thirty miles and maybe like nine k vert. Goes over eight mountains. It goes around a rim of peaks in the Pemi Gawasset Wilderness of the White Mountains. It's the biggest wilderness area in the White Mountains. Um, it does a lot of the AT, the Franconia Ridge, Mount Lafayette, um, and it goes over the Bonds, which is another pretty iconic spot in the White Mountains, Bond, Mount Bond Cliff, West Bond, and Mount Bond. Uh, when you do an ex- now, there's different versions of this hike. You, there's little spurs you could take off of it, and um, we did a, a a version that hit 12 peaks, and it was it was about 40 miles and close to I think 12 or 13 K vert. And it was literally, I think that was like the, so the Prezi's was, that was the hike where we met each other, the presidential traverse. But I think the, the suffer buddies was really formed on the extended penny loop. That was literally the, the, one of the toughest days of my life. Like that's, that was like a no joke freaking suffer fest, man. And uh, the thing about that hike too, is that, um, so there's different ways to do it. I mean, you can go out and you could do it clockwise. You could do it counterclockwise because, you know, it's a loop, obviously. But um, <clears throat> the ending of it, the way we did it, there's a trail called Lincoln Woods. And um, it is, it's just like a, like a, a, a if you could, if you could take the, the pain tunnel and make it like a real thing, like it is like just, just this long, straight stretch of like just never ending your like straightness straight flat just the most ridiculous like nine miles of flat straight hike that will literally make you out of your mind at the end of a long hike like that yeah, you start talking to yourself yeah people yeah. people the the lincoln woods trail is a little notorious multiple times on that trail multiple yeah. times and it, i mean it's not that it's difficult or hard it's just that it's always at the end of a difficult and hard day where you're like, I just want this to be over <laughs> and it just keeps going. And it, so it was at one time, it was a, uh, it was a rail line leading into the woods for like um, a mine or a, you know, a forestry project or something. So there's still like railroad ties there, but it, you can imagine it's just straight and flat and it's just looks like a tunnel you're looking down, you know, it's pretty cool. It's beautiful. But you know, when you're at mile 35, it's, it's not that pretty. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna lie. <laughs> now, if you are listening to this on uh, Apple Podcasts or on Spotify or Stitcher or any of the major major uh, platforms, you need to hit pause and you need to watch this on YouTube because watching <laughs> watching Gunner's facial facial expressions as the professor is is dropping these these nuggets of wisdom here and talking about when you said Lincoln Tunnel, you should have seen Gunner's face. I mean, it was, it was he was reliving that agony all over again. I could tell he had been through something there. Oh man, yeah. dude, I, on that hike, I developed the worst blister I've ever had in my life too. Like I, 
I learned it was a total. I mean, all all of these hikes we do together are learning experiences. Like I in no way see myself as like an expert in any of this type of stuff, you know. And like I'm always learning out here. That was probably the biggest learning experience hike I ever had. Like I was like, oh shit, I need to take care of my feet. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was intense, man. Right now, what would you what would you say to maybe a listener who is has stumbled across this podcast? has has never done any hiking or whatever and it's just listening just for the fun of it and they're, they're thinking to themselves uh why would i ever want to do this why would i want to suffer out there what what is the benefit to me to to suffering mm. like this what mm. would what would your response be to them it's tough man it's tough because i honestly like a lot of people that i talk to ask that question like why what is what's the draw of that what is you know like yeah. I don't know, man. You just, I guess, I guess I just fell in love with the struggle. I don't know. <laughs> like It's just, it, it hurts so good. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think, I think honestly, it's just, it's the challenge. It's the, um, it's just being able to like, take a, take that, that distance of, of, of trail and, and try to squeeze as much as you possibly can in yeah. a day. And, and it's not like I'm, we're not out here to try to break records. We're not trying to like, be the fastest or anything like that but we're, we're trying to like we're really trying to get as much as we possibly can done, yeah, done in a day you know the only the only fkt we're concerned about is the what's the funnest known time yeah <laughs> that's what we're going for nice the funnest <laughs> known time there is a certain satisfaction in doing difficult things yeah for sure man for yeah definitely sure. yeah mm-hmm Okay. And it definitely when you when you survive something like that, you know, with somebody else, it just builds like a friendship that you know is gonna like last forever. You know what I mean? Like steel sharpened steel. Mm -hmm. right? That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. You guys familiar with type two fun? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think we dabble in that. Yeah, that's we've been <laughs> dabble in that occasionally. Right. <laughs> I definitely heard that one before. Nice. Yeah. Have you guys ever encountered any uh mountain meltdowns out there? Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, we had, we had a tough day this, this past winter. It was January, just past January in the Adirondacks. Uh, I, of course I suggested, I'm like, Hey, let's go to the Adirondacks for like three days and, you know, hike every day and, you know, do like, I don't know, seven peaks or something. And we'll just do some crazy stuff. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It was, no, it was a good time. The first, the first hike was awesome. We had a great day, but, uh, the second hike, we just had like this weather roll in where, uh, everything warmed up. I mean, there was, so there was already like maybe three, three to four feet of snow on the ground, like at elevation. And uh, the temperature went up to like 50 that day. So everything just started melting, like all the, all the freaking snow on the trees. Like it wasn't even raining, but like we were, hanging. we were soaked with tree pee all day long. It was just like <laughs> dripping off the trees on us. Like I've never been so soaked on a day when it wasn't raining. Like, but that one so Mike, Mike had a little, Mike had a little meltdown on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think I literally hit like, it was, it was, it was a lot of like different variables, but it was like, what was it? It was Mount Marshall in that around yeah, Mount Marshall. Marshall. It's actually named after Robert Marshall, the guy that uh, came up with the 46 list. So yeah. he, and, and he founded the wilderness foundation. You may have heard of that. He got a name on that <laughs> peak. That's right. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. Um, yeah. It was a, I don't know. It was a, like, I, I, we, we go like a lot of people go on hikes for different reasons and stuff. And like, I think definitely one of them was like trying to like get my head right. And when, when you're dealing with like a lot of personal stuff and I was definitely going through like a lot of personal things 
you know, back home and, and, and I don't know, a lot of growing, a lot of transitioning, but so like with that said, like we're around this mountain and like the, the, the conditions weren't great. I'm soaking wet. And this is like mile two of like mile eight, like 18 or 19. Mm. And I really want to give up because like my pinky toe and terrible. my boot is Why like, are we doing this? hurting me. <laughs> I'm upset like all my emotions and, and, and like, I'm, I'm just like every mile. And I just like, I'm like, all right, just keep going, whatever, keep going. And I'm just getting beaten harder and harder. And like to the, like this, this mountain is no joke. Cause it's like, it has like five, like false summits, like, and like all the shrubs are grabbing you and yeah. they're like, it doesn't make it's not a, nothing, nothing pretty. It's not there. a well-cut trail. A lot of the stuff in, in the Adirondacks and uh, it's, I mean, they say they're trails, even the ones that, say their trails are like just so it's like walking through a, one of those car washes where the brushes spin around <laughs> you all the time that's the only way i could describe that hike like you're literally you're yeah. just in the brush the whole time like you're in the scrub so yeah. I'm, I'm all about like you know even when it's really hard i'm all about like being suffering in silence and not not you know letting my partner you know take any brunt of it but like it was just i couldn't help it and like we're we're, we're past all this false summits and like after a few spurts of me like shouting out profanity, um, I get to the top and my snowshoe slips out, There's a lot. which never happens. And I just lost it. And like I just shot it from the very depths of my like <laughs> soul, like just profanity. Like I, 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 not, I don't I don't like to cuss. I don't like to do I don't like to swear, but I swore really loud that day. Probably the most reserved person I've ever met in my life. Like when it comes to that, like you, you, if you met this guy, you wouldn't even like imagine he had like a, he didn't even knew a cuss word. <laughs> <laughs> so like I shouted super loud. Like I'm, I'm sure it echoed for miles and miles away. And I didn't, didn't didn't think that anybody else would be on that mountain. And I finally summoned <laughs> that mountain. There was two other guys there. Two dudes standing up there and like after I like did. who the hell else would be out here today? <laughs> like, what are the odds? And I get up and I ask them too. I'm like, oh, you probably heard <laughs> that, right? And they're like, Yeah, we heard that, man. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, and I, I got up there, I'm like, I'm sorry, guys, I'm okay, but I'm yeah. just having a really bad day. They definitely gave us looks like we were crazy, though. They were like, what the hell? Yeah. But I mean, so what are you gonna do? These these guys are like fifteen or twenties on the uh, on the the, the, the <laughs> yeah, sanity yeah. scale. Yeah, it was a rough day though because like everything just it got so warm that like the whole base of the snow started melting. So yeah, there was like, was, like the snow pad. It was just totally totally rotten. You know, you're just post holing with your snowshoes on. It was just like just defeating. Like it was just such a defeating day. <laughs> yeah, but we got through it, man. Well, you guys, you guys are a couple of storytellers and <laughs> I know we've got a lot left on the list and that just means that, you know, we're, we're running out of time. That means we need to have you back for another episode to uh, hear about to. some of these other stories. So if you guys are up for that, I'd be, I'd be glad to book another slot and, and have a follow-up yeah. episode with the Suffer Buddies. Yeah, man. Well, hopefully we'll have some new stories for you. We got some stuff on deck. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about that. What's, what's on deck? What's next for the Suffer Buddies? Ooh. I mean, like, at least for me, because like Jason already completed it and Jason's uh, pretty crazy. So like, I, I still got to do two more for my um, Northeast ultra eight. So yeah. Jason's going to have to redo the two that he's already done recently. So like, we, so I can do it. Mm -hmm. Of course. And we gotta, we gotta complete it together. Right? What are stuff for buddies for? Yeah. So that'd, <laughs> that'd be great. And I don't know you, 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 you got, yeah, I mean, we have a, uh... 
So I know we've been discussing doing the the Connecticut section of the Appalachian Trail in a single day, which is, yeah. uh, I think it's around 45 miles, maybe like 13, 14K. So that's that's a big day for sure. Um, we want to, yeah, the, the Metacomet Trail, which is something that we had attempted before. Now, the Metacomet is part of the New England Trail, which is a national scenic trail that uh, there's three trails that make it up. There's the Matabasset, the Metacomet, and the Monadnock Trail. Mm. So the Metacomet is like a 64-mile section in Connecticut. So we we tried, we attempted that two years ago in the summer, and it was, I think we made it like 40 miles, and we 42. had, yeah, we, we just, we, we just failed. I mean, we were making good time, but it was just, you know, we could tell, I had work the next morning. Yeah, like, well, I would have been done at like two o'clock in the morning. We, then, we, we, the logistics weren't. There, yeah, it wasn't. You know, the, it wasn't like, going to work. The chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. So that, yeah, go back we definitely want to try that again. Check that off the list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, guys, you know where we are. Is, oh, where, where, where we at? Is it the pro tip? Is it pro tip time? Pro tip inside of the week. You guys, you guys know your stuff. That's right. It's the pro tip inside of the week. That time of the episode where you get to share some trail wisdom with our listeners to make their next outdoor experience even better. So let's see. Professor, you want to go first? Yeah, sure. Um, so um, my pro tip would probably be just learn, learn and review the rules and regulations of the places you visit. I mean, I've uh I've encountered people that are just ill-prepared or they're, they're just doing things they're clearly not supposed to do that are, that are not allowed in wilderness areas or, um, you know what I mean? And obviously, you know, people, people are real vocal about drones now and nowadays, you know, they don't want to see those in the wilderness areas, but particularly in the Adirondacks, uh, there's laws with, uh, with bear cans. So, People want to follow those. I've definitely seen some aggressive bears in the Adirondacks at campsites, and it's not pretty. So definitely learn the rules of the places you're visiting. That's a good one. That's very good. How about you, Gunner? What do you have for us? Um, well, like throughout this, you know, my, my time hiking, I found myself doing a lot of solo hikes too, which are fantastic. Like you could have that time and like there's, there's appropriate hikes for it. That's for sure. But I think, um, you know, and you learn a lot of those, those experiences as well. And I still would go do solo hikes once in a while as myself. But I think finding a really good trail partner, having a good trail buddy like this guy, I feel like I feel like if you find somebody that you guys could push each other, and, but also like like with, with research and, and, and knowledge behind like what <clears throat> you're attempting, um, it's always good to have somebody that to kind of push you and, and like whenever you, you feel like I know Jason's a lot faster than I am, but <clears throat> sometimes like when like he puts me ahead, like I try to like really start pushing myself and, and, and pick up the pace. So like, I don't feel like Jason's like taking, you know, too much time waiting for me or like, he's just like right on my heels or whatever. I want to be like, I'm like, yeah, I want to, I want to start blazing the trails a little bit. And, uh, <laughs> so definitely, definitely find a good, good trail partner. It'll keep you safe. It'll keep you sane yeah nice i think those are two interrelated pro tips because you got the uh you got the professor who says make sure you know the rules oh and there is there is binks there's binks, binks? how you doing buddy you made an appearance no, no he's not he's, he's got stage right he's gone <laughs> so <laughs> I, I think those pro tips are interrelated because you have the professor saying you know know the rules out there and then 
Uh, Gunner says, get yourself a professor to take with you. <laughs> right. So I, I think that works out perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> it was meant to be. All right. So there you have it. That's it. This episode is just about in the books. Hope our listeners enjoyed our time with Jason and Mike. I want to thank them for joining us this week. Guys, how can our listeners keep up with you on social media and where can they find updates on your latest adventures? Um, I have uh, an Instagram at JM Kanash, K I N O S H. I mostly do all my like hiking stuff on, on Instagram, but you, on Instagram, you can find me as me. How are you? <laughs> and, and it's also the same thing for my YouTube channel. I, I only have a few, few of those things, but I got some cool stuff on there. And there's like, you know, like five or six videos, but there's some uh, pretty nice, like winter hikes uh, with like some pretty extreme weather. So um, I'm just, I'm always looking to update it, but yeah, that's me. How are you? Me? How are you? Exactly. How are you is a like, me? How are you? That's it. <laughs> How'd you come yeah. up with that? Uh, so my, my name in, in, in Polish is Michał, and I, I grew up with a f- group of friends that like, we had about four mics in the group. So one was Mike, one was Michael. And then I was like, all right, well, I, I like Michał. Michał sounds cool. So my buddy, uh, kind of coined it every time he saw me, he goes, Michał, are you? And I'm like, <laughs> Hey, I'm pretty good. How you doing? <laughs> pretty good. Nice. So that's just kind of how it did. So I, I kind of came to be. So love it. Yeah. All right. Hey, remember to check out the pod on social media as well. We're on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And if you have comments or clips you want to share, you can send it to me at johnfreakymirror at gmail.com. The Adventure Media Recommendation. All right, guys. I'm also looking to you to share a recommendation for a book, a movie, documentary, some kind of adventure media to keep our listeners connected to the the outdoors. We call this our Adventure Media Recommendation. What do you have for us? Tough. Do you remember? Right, so yeah, you don't need so, one of each. You don't need one of each. You just need one total for each of one you. total. All right, yeah, all right. One movie so, or one book or one one. The YouTube. one thing that pops into my mind real quick is a book about the Northeast. Uh, it's basically where the professor got most of his knowledge. It is called it's called it's called Forest and Crag, and it is published by the Appalachian Mountain Club. It basically goes through all the history of hiking in the Northeast from. Uh, I forget the guy's name, Percival Harvin or something. The first guy to climb Mount Washington in like 1680 or whatever, go starting there all the way up to like the 1980s or whenever the book was published. But it is, it's literally a Bible of hiking in the Northeast. It is a wealth of knowledge. Okay. And it's called Forest great, great and Crag. Stories. Forest and Crag. Yep. Okay. All right. That sounds like a good one. I have to add that to the list. Yeah. How about sure. you? How about you, Gunner? Um, I, uh, this is this video I saw on, on YouTube, but it's he's got like a whole like the whole documentary on him. But um, Dick Pronecki, he he goes out and he, on a canoe in Alaska, and he goes and finds he lands on shore, builds a cabin. He's just out in the wilderness. He lives off the land, and it's just like the most peaceful. And I don't know, it's just it was it was just a really cool cool like you know documentary i got to see on this guy and i always thought like you know that, that kind of inspired me to be that that lumberjack that i i, I truly feel like i am the lumberjack <laughs> i aspire to be That's right. and his name was dick pronecki yeah uh, okay. he's 
I, I, I don't know. A lot of people, like if, 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 if you look them up and, and you see the video, some people are like, Oh my God, it's that guy. Like, it's, it's a, I love this dude. But then, uh, you know, then, then some people just have no idea. And I think that's when they discover him. It's, it's like, wow, this is kind of cool. Okay. So, mm, yeah. Those are both pretty good. All right. What have we not asked you? That's <laughs> half calf. I'm not sure what that accent is supposed to be. She is definitely 100% American. She's my daughter, but uh, hey. she she has gotten progressively a little more aggressive with that uh, <laughs> English accent. Maybe I don't know. I like so it. before we wrap things up, one more segment for you. What what have I not asked you that you're dying to tell us about? Did we leave mm-hmm. anything out? I mean, other than the, I know you had some some good stories that we didn't get to yet. We'll get to those mm-hmm. in the next episode. Okay. But anything else you want to share with us? I mean, at the moment, I mean, there's definitely, you know, there's, there's plenty more, plenty more suffer fest we can share with you. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's really it. All right. Man. We just, All right. We'll, we'll, we'll save that for next time then. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay. Well, that's a wrap from the John freaking mirror studio. Any shout outs to friends and family guys? Yeah, I mean, like we we I, there's a ton of people, man. Oh, everybody, there's, I, there's, I got so many people. Are, are they all listening right now? I, I hope yeah. so. Okay, <laughs> at least I, I advertised. And... I love you, mom. I love you, mom. Yeah. Thank you, mom, dad, <laughs> my my my, my jujitsu peeps, my climbing peeps, my hiking peeps. Like oh, mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. There's so many names, but mm-hmm. like a lot of people in the Northeast that that raise the bar, that inspire. You know? Yeah, there's there's a they know who they are. I don't need to shout them out. There's a, there's a lot of cool people out there and yeah exactly I, I i wish i could like give you a whole list of names but like i just give them by a group okay it's probably safer yeah. that way because you, you never you never okay. want to leave out that that one person okay well thank you for tuning in always remember the trail is the trail it doesn't care if you want to go downhill it doesn't care if it's almost dark and you're looking for a campsite It doesn't even care if you're lost after having just used the restroom in the woods. The trail is the trail. Embrace the suck. Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more.